Hello, and here we are with episode number 19 of the SK Twins podcast. And we have a, little, a very special guest this evening, Mr. Fabricio Calizio. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right, my friend. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Thanks for coming on the podcast uh, this oh, evening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, very short notice. Yeah, but, but thank you for, for willing to come on. So we're going to start this episode just the same way we start any episode, brother. Um, I'm going to ask you, first of all, where were you born? And tell me about your childhood. And what was it like growing up in Italy? Um, so I was born in um, Catania, in uh, Sicily, in the south of Italy. Oh, grow up over there, it's like, it's a nice place, you know what I mean? Life over there is very, it's very quiet. Uh, and uh, it's very small. Yeah. You know what I mean? I come from like a very normal family. <clears throat> it's a, probably like a peaceful lifestyle over there. Very different, like the London. It's just, very much different. Yeah, it's not much like here. Yeah. And what? Tell me about your family. Oh, just grew up like in a normal family, you know. My father had like an office job. Mom was taking care of me and my sister. Just like very normal family. Nothing exciting happened over there. What is it like in Nothing. Sicily? What is a lot of really beautiful scenery in Sicily, isn't it? It's a beautiful landscape. Yeah, it's beautiful. Especially, you know, I grew up on the seaside. Uh, it, it's just different, you know, the scenery, the food, the weather, the lifestyle in general, you know, it's, uh, it's very healthy. Very healthy, like yeah, the food is very healthy. Yeah, the food is very, very healthy in Italy. Oh, yeah, because you know, everything is very genuine over there. You have a lot of farm, they have the good weather, everything that people produce over there. You can have like straight set to the table, do you know what I mean? The fresh fish, the fresh fruit, vegetable, everything. Okay. So it's not like the UK where there's too much uh, no. production going on in food. Yeah, mass production and processed foods. No, 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 not at all. Everything over there like is making on the spot. You don't have, especially on food. Yeah. People don't export. They don't import a lot of stuff. Okay. Do you know okay. what I mean? It's uh, it's different over there. It's different. <laughs> it's way much different. Yeah. I'd I'd love to visit Italy one day for the food and oh, just to see. Oh, you should go, man. You should go. Yeah, because we uh, go together. Take your ride. Yeah, it would be brilliant. It's beautiful over there. Over the years, yeah, over the years, I've watched so much stuff on TV about Sicily movies and everything. Obviously, it looks such like a beautiful place with so much history. It is a beautiful place. Like uh, the scenery are incredible. Uh, the lifestyle, you know, is it, different because over there is like a everything is very slow. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, things over there like take the time. People don't rush over there. It's a it, it's very particular place, should I say? Yes. Yeah, so it's not like the UK in terms of in London. Everybody's so stressed out. Everybody wants oh, to rush no, to work. No. <laughs> not that kind of thing. People, people don't have stress over there. Okay, no, that's good. That's good. That sounds amazing. You know, sounds like you had a nice, chilled upbringing. So, um, yeah, brilliant. Oh, chill, yeah, no, that's amazing. You see, because you seem really happy like, uh, in your voice as well. There was nothing to worry about when you're over there. You know what I mean? Life is good. It's simple, but it's good. See for see you know Italy. I mean? See in Italy for 
um, like um, obviously poorer people. Is is there a welfare state like the UK that the government give? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's for free. Okay. Everything is free, and uh, it, it's good. It's good. It's a good system over there. It's a it's a good system. Yeah. It's it's free. The government cannot take care of the people. But I guess more is like uh, the lifestyle. You know, having the good weather, having the good food, uh, and uh, people like uh, it's cultural. They don't stress too much. Yeah. They kind of like they're kind of chill. They're relaxed. You know what I mean? They take their time. It's all about enjoying yeah, it's life. No stress. No stress. Oh, that's amazing. That sounds like my kind of place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very good. So, tell me, brother, when did you begin training martial arts? Then, man, I I started when I was like uh, very, very, very young, around like eight years old, should I say? Okay. Start doing like uh, karate. I start with the. Uh, traditional like Shotokan karate and uh, I, I, I did like a, a bit of everything because you know like uh, I think that like uh, all the kids of my age we grew up with, like watching the movie like with Jean-Claude Van Damme and all yeah so yeah absolutely thing, like, I, I want to fight <laughs> yeah. I like that I yeah. want to beat that guy yeah you know what I mean yeah, absolutely <laughs> and, uh, I, I remember like it was yesterday when I was like eight years old with my mom, like she always like look after me and I'd try like uh, you know when I kid, she try like to take me to different kind of sports, you know, to do like uh, football, uh, uh, anything, uh, gymnastic, rugby, anything. But I was like that kid watching the movie, say I want to fight, I want to fight. So she took me to karate for a little bit when I was a kid. I was doing karate, was in the same place where. We was doing the karate lesson for the kids. It was the adult like training for freestyle wrestling at the time, and I was like, I want to be that guy. I like what they're doing. Yeah. And whenever my mom went mad, they said, No, this is too dangerous. Yeah, my mothers are always hitting it. Yeah, mothers don't yeah, like fighting yeah. ever. That's brilliant. It was a kind of funny. It was kind of funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I was, um, <laughs> it's just brilliant. I always had a kind of interesting, you know. Yeah. With this kind of like condo sport and uh, always interested like to the fight game. That's always that I can remember basically. Yeah. So you're inspired by movies. You're inspired. You train karate when you're younger. So how was it you started yeah. fighting? Tell me how you got into actually competing. <laughs> how did you convince your mum? How did you manage to convince your mum to let you do it? <laughs> Oh, that was funny. That was, that was a funny story. Basically, when I started, you know, I started as a kid uh, doing karate. Then, like, growing up, I was doing, like, Aikido. Like, you know, especially, we need to understand in Sicily, especially at that time, there was not much. Yeah. There was, like, some, like, uh, traditional martial arts, you know, karate, judo, Aikido, some Kung Fu stuff, some boxing, some kickboxing. This what what it was over there at the time. There was no much around. People didn't know about MMA. People didn't know about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So they know nothing about this stuff. So everything beginning when I was like a teenager, and uh, I started to do like kickboxing. 
and uh, we're training kickboxing and uh, I actually started competing in this uh, kind of like a light contact event you know mm-hmm. kind of like a yep. amateur things you yep. know with a helmet uh, uh-huh. I think in the, in, in the UK it's kind of like class C I guess mm-hmm. for like kickboxing stuff so I, I started to do this thing but to me it was always like a something missing yeah if if makes sense right and uh, we got around like the crazy part of the story when like my first coach uh, you know we always was experimenting in the gym you know try like this kickboxing stuff mixed with like some rudimental grappling some like quick roman technique there may be like somebody watching somewhere you know we was kind of doing this kind of things at that point uh, one day one uh one of my coach my one of my first coach he showed me this uh vhs mm-hmm. with a punk race fight of bass rotten right and, and it was like this is my guy this is what yeah. i want to do it yeah this is what i want to do <laughs> and uh basically this is like uh how everything started you know because i started doing research after watching like this uh vhs bass rotten and up watch like a Rickson Gracie fight and uh, after watching like the first fight of Rickson uh, I think was in Pride if I'm no longer mm-hmm. yeah, yeah everything Pride. changed Every, everything changed like at that moment watching like Rickson fight everything changed yeah because uh, imagine that I was in Sicily so we started to do research or people that was doing like this Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and uh, there was no Jiu Jitsu over there So the closest guy that was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to my house was a guy that at the time was like a blue belt, I guess, or blue or purple belt. Yeah. And he was uh, 400 kilometers from my house, so a good four and a half hour drive. And the only black belt there was was in Rome. So it was like really far. One an hour. Yeah. Yeah, it was one hour, one hour and an hour flight. Yeah, too much. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, me being me, I was like, I need to learn this stuff. This is this is the stuff that I want to do. So I started to travel, like, kind of often to Rome, to start, like, to learn the Jiu-Jitsu, basically. Okay. And uh, this is what, uh, with other, like, my ex-teammate, this is what we was doing. We was going there, said that for, like, two days, maybe three days, learn some technique, come back in Sicily, and practice training basically yeah 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 yeah, yeah. doing it yourself <laughs> you know but yeah basically it was doing ourselves you know it was kind of kind of fun time no because that's the, every, yeah because that was your beginning and you're that enthusiastic you didn't have a proper team or anything, but you still you're training whatever you you could do you're doing so it just goes to show you you know that that's what martial arts is Actually, all about can you hear me? yeah yeah i can hear you sorry You cut off there. Ah, okay, no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was not hearing you. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Yeah, basically, this is, this is what happened. This yeah. is what, uh, <laughs> yeah. going there and uh, learn some technique and uh, come back home and uh, start to do it like the first kind of like jiu-jitsu school. We were just a bunch of white belts, basically, just like learning between each other. Imagine that my first ever competition in Brazilian jiu-jitsu was at the Euro. Oh, really? Was in Lisbon. <laughs> yeah, because at that time we didn't have any kind of competition in Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. So your only choice. There was no Jiu-Jitsu over there. Yeah. I think that we was like 20 people in all of Italy, like training Jiu-Jitsu basically. 
yeah, and, it was uh, very small my squad coach at the time. time like Federico Tisi from Rome he was like hey if you guys want to compete we need to go to the European in Lisbon I was like yeah why not let's go there <laughs> I remember like Fred like this big guy that put me to sleep at the time I was training like Jiu Jitsu for a month and a half I guess yeah and these guys like put me in a red naked shirt and me they, I didn't want to fight but the enemy just passed out and I mean, so but, you, but you learn yeah, a lot. But you, le- but you learn. Yeah, you would have learned a lot from that. You know, you'd have learned so much we're, from these. We're the fun time. We're the fun <laughs> time. Yeah. So tell me about when in in your BJJ uh, when you started to really develop your skills. Um, when you came to the UK and stuff like that. Tell me about some of the gyms you've been training uh, with when you came over here and started to really hone your craft. Okay. So basically. Basically, what happened when I when I was back in Italy uh, is a good friend of mine, is Professor Salvatore Pace. It is uh, one is the black belt and uh, the honor of Gracie Barra Bath here in the UK. Mm-hmm. So when I, I came in the UK, uh, I was train with him for a while, and uh, he helped me a lot. He gave me a lot of support, and uh, I was training with the guys over there. And then like, I learned a lot in his school. Then eventually I moved uh, in London and uh, I spent like uh, quite a bit of time on London Shoe Fighter. Okay, yeah. Great gym. I was doing MMA. Yeah, I was doing MMA with that. And uh, I was not doing much jiu-jitsu with the gear at the time because I was more focused like on MMA. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm still a jiu-jitsu guy. So when I was there, uh, I was not quite happy and uh, I need to come back on my route, let's say. So I decided to win training at Hojo. Hojo Gracie's Academy. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Roger Gracie Academy here in London. And uh, yeah, I started to do my jiu-jitsu there. And uh, just a great place to be, to learn jiu-jitsu basically. And uh all the skill that I've been learning my jiu-jitsu like be reflected uh, on my MMA fights because uh, I had come back to be like way much more confident on my ground game because I mean we train with the grades all the time do you know what I mean you're gonna get confident aren't you training with such high level yeah, uh, training partners it's, it's, an, it's a high level jiu-jitsu place yeah it's a high level jiu-jitsu place you're going to get some good roles, eh? No easy roles at all. Yeah, no, it's just, man, there's no easy role over there. No easy, even no, the blue belts, no. even the blue belts will be tough, the, the white guy, belts. guys are so tough. And, uh, you have, like, a lot of knowledge in the matter. Basically, a lot of the time, we have, like, uh, Mauricio Gomez, uh, Roger Gomez's father, like, wow. teaching the class. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it, it just, it just uh, an unbelievable experience, you know. How's it been training under such amazing coaches like that? It must have been it's really inspirational for you to be able to go in and you know yeah, and train with these yeah, people. To be fair, the, the first time I was arrived in the gym and there was Mauricio teaching the class, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. Do you know what I mean? I'm, oh, yeah, you're you like, oh. like <laughs> yeah. I'm still the kid from Sicily, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was there. You're the same kid. When I speak with the kids at the academy, like the blue belt or the white belt, they, they, sometimes they complain about something. They say, guys, you stop complaining. Like, when I started doing this, there was no blackboard on the mat. 
Yeah, absolutely. My Blackbird was a one hour fly away from my house. Yeah, so if exactly. If I was getting something wrong, I need to wait at least a month, or maybe more, six, seven weeks, you know, to fly over there and learn some technique. And uh, somebody correct me detail. So you go there, you have like a lot of Blackbird on the mat and a lot of knowledge. Uh, it's just different, you know what I mean? Just different. These kids don't realize how easy they have it now, right? <laughs> how lucky they are, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're so, they're so lucky. That's amazing. So tell me, brother, tell me a little bit about your MMA fights um, and any, any upcoming uh, bouts that you have. I believe you have a title fight on Bushido. Hopefully that's yeah. going to be coming up yeah, soon. Yeah, this is uh, was confirmed uh, just today. The, the guys from Bushido, they are offering a title fight. So it would be like a a great experience go go to Lithuania in their own town of this guy and collect that belt from there. That'd be amazing. You know. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is the goal, you know. To me like uh when I go to fight MMA, I go to represent Jiu Jitsu in the MMA world, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, guys I, I to me I'm always have the vision of like you know, these people like Hicks or like Horace, the people that inspire me to do that. So to me it's always like the jiu-jitsu guy that is going to fight MMA you know when I talk about with the coach and the guys how the game plan the game plan is always the same go there try to meet that guy do you know what I mean absolutely yeah never changes so yeah the um, no the game plan is always that and uh, the opportunity came because like um, my one of my friends and training partner Alessio Leone he's gonna fight on the same card and uh, he was in contact with the promoter and uh, he knew me that I'm always want to fight. I'm always hungry to fight. And uh, the promoter told me they was looking for somebody for this type of fight. And he mentioned myself, and uh, the promoter was happy to do that. So here we are now. Great opportunity. Yeah. It just came right on your lap. It just landed right on your lap. Yeah. This is the kind of like you know the fight mentality. We are always ready. That's brilliant, you know, because... Always you, ready. They give me the opportunity, we take it, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, you just need to be ready. You make sure you're prepared, and then opportunities come knocking, you can take them. Yeah, it's... Um, I would like uh, the Diaz brother, they say, you know what I mean? We don't need the training camp. We are always on training camp. We are always on training. I couldn't we agree more. Happen, we are there. We are going, ready to go. And you're seeing that more and more nowadays, I think, even at the highest levels. You're seeing fighters staying ready all year round and jumping in for opportunities. Yeah. Yep. I think that, like, um, right now, especially in the MMA world, there are a lot of these uh, showmen, you know what I mean? They, 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 oh, I need the training camp. I need eight weeks. I need 12 weeks. I need this. I need that. Ah, bro, we fight and we fight. You want to fight tomorrow for the title fight? We fight for the title fight. You want to fight on the car park? We go fight on the car park. We're ready. You know what I mean? Exactly. A fight's a fight. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of the, the mentality thing. I agree. I agree. A lot of combat sports is a mentality thing. I agree with you because you can be the best athlete in the world, but if your mind isn't right, you're not going to perform anyway. Exactly. So, so I couldn't I agree with you more. With you. Yep. Uh, so I would just want to ask you. I want to ask you some. I know one guy you're inspired by, Bass Rutten. I want to, and obviously Henzo Gracie, the Gracie family. I want to know some other fighters that you enjoy to watch. It doesn't have to be MMA. It could even be boxing or kickboxing. It could even be BJJ uh, grapplers. You know, 
certain uh, world champions that are out there. Who tell me some athletes that inspire you currently today? Yeah, I've like uh, you know, like uh, like everyone like uh, I love watching like GSP. Absolutely, yeah. GSP uh, is such a legend. He was like he was the legend. But one of the main guy the he, when we start to watch that guy, I start to give him, I start to do an upgrade on my MMA fight career was Khabib. Okay, yeah. Because uh, I, I remember when um, when I was living in Bath, and uh, I, w- I was uh, at the time I came from uh, one loss in MMA, and I was training for like a an MMA fight, and uh, working with my dear friend, the coach said Ismail, one of the best wrestling coach in the country. Coach said he told me say five. Say so, let's watch the champion what he's doing, and. Uh, Let's watch him, let's analyze and replicate him. Let's try to see what he's doing. Let's try to visualize the way that he win the fight to win the fight, if it makes sense. So at that time, we started watching a lot like Khabib fight mm-hmm. and uh, just fall in love with the game playing and uh, everything he does, basically. He's been amazing in his career. Such a great game plan he used there throughout his career. It's always the same as well, and everybody knew what he's going to do. Always the same. Yep. Yeah. Just follows it like a soldier. Uh, Just follows it. Yeah. But I think that you know the game plan is uh, is the most important part because if you don't have a game plan, you're gonna be screwed. You know what I mean? You can have a lot of technique, but if you don't know how to put it in, in the same place in the right place, it's basically useless. Very you know important. I mean? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Just for example, Adesanya versus Blakovic uh, a couple of weeks ago. Now, yeah. Blakovic could not, he's a lot stronger, but he wasn't able to land flush. What did he do? He had to use the tactics, he had to use the game plan, take him down, yeah, hold him down. Plan. That's it. And that's what won him the fight. And that's it. It's as simple yeah. as that. It's not always about being the, the most blood and guts guy or being even the most like knockout guy or whatever. Sometimes it's, it's most of the time, sorry, it's, it's about having the right game plan to go in there and play your game and not let him play I, his I, game. I agree with you. It's like when uh, having babies were shouting to the babies, like, oh, father plan, father plan. Yeah. Because you have the game plan. You cannot go wrong with the game plan because it's his game plan, you know what I mean? So they say he's the best boxer. No, he's the best jiu-jitsu guy. Oh, maybe no. But in his game plan, nobody can stop him. Exactly. That's GSP right there. That was GSP, yeah. 100%. Exactly, exactly. And then, like, I have, like, two of the five that really enjoy watching that because they are, like, so entertainment. It's Crown Gracie and Gary Conan. Yeah, they're, they're both yeah. amazing. Brilliant. I, I, just, I, just love, I just watch. I just love watch them. You know what I mean? Corona just a warrior, you know, takes the great side with the dad, like uh, his career and the rating. Uh, and uh, even his last fight with Club Sport was a war. Was just an absolute war. What is he fighting in they, one championship? Uh, no, he's he in the UFC. The, um, he's in the UFC, right? UFC. Oh, yeah, he's sorry. The, um, I forgot. I forgot, guy. Kron Grace is in the UFC. Yeah. Swanson, yeah, last fight. Yeah. Like, yeah, the war. And then Gary, he fights in, uh, in 1FC. Yeah, he's in 1FC. Gary Tonin's in 1FC. Yeah, he, he's doing spectacular, you know what I mean? He's 
translating the like high level grappling, the MMA scene, and like from a just spectacular way. It's so entertaining to watch. What do you think about uh, One Championship and Brave Combat Federation, Bellator, and PFL? What do you think about these other leagues? I think they are very good. I think they are very, very good. Uh, they are doing great, you know. They give more opportunity to the fighter to basically fight, making a living, and uh, they are doing a great show. I was in a, in a show in Brave last summer in Brave Stockholm. Corner my friend PK Zadev. It was it was a great show. It was very good. They like treat us very well. Uh, it was a great show. The one championship as well. I didn't have the opportunity to go there. Wish to go there in the future. Seemed like an amazing show. Yeah, I agree with you. And, uh, I, I t- sorry. I really enjoy now that they are bringing all these uh, these jiu-jitsu guys into the scene. You know what I mean? They signed Bucheja. They signed Gordon Ryan. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. All the other leagues are growing really quickly, aren't they? And the UFC has a serious yeah. competition now. You know, when it's more competition, it's the better. You know what I mean? Because a uh, fighter get paid more and uh, have more opportunity to grow. It's more competitive. It's better, just better. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, uh, I, and I, I, I know what you're talking about. I also, we also took a couple of our fighters to. One Warrior Series and Brave, and I know what you're talking about. These events are really good, you know? They're not bad events, and they're growing really quickly. So Yeah, it is very good. Yeah, and it's just more opportunities for fighters all over the world to be able to compete, because it's not just the UFC yeah, now. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So tell you me, bro. Like UFC, tell yeah. Me. yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so tell me, bro. Um, tell me about your future plans. Um, obviously, after you win this belt in Lithuania and you bring it back to London, what's your plans in the future? Um, what are you hoping to do? And is uh, you want to give a shout out to any of your gym, your coaches at your gyms, or any training partners, any sponsors you have? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So the plan for the future, uh, I'm going step by step. Right now, I just want to collect this belt. Right now, my focus is going to collect the belt. And uh, I want to be active uh, for a while. Uh, and then um, eventually at some point, uh, I want to start coaching and, uh, you know, start to pass in the knowledge to like uh, the young generation there when I go into business. Uh, Absolutely. Be, like, uh, yep. I think that I would love to do it. Uh, oh, that'd be business, awesome. Uh, I just want to stay in the business. You know what I mean? I, I, I love fight. I love, I love everything like, in this business so I, I don't see myself that I can just like go away from the business do like something different like oh yeah. it is now change it you know what I mean yeah 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 you can't yeah yeah you're a martial artist somehow. yeah 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 you're a martial artist man you want to be like Bas Rutten like you told me when you were a kid when you saw that that's yeah, what you want to do this is the thing you know yeah. what I mean this nothing is, else this is actually the thing that's it no I couldn't agree with you more man that's what life's all about you want to you know, choose your passions and you want to chase them chase your goals and that's what it's all about you know I couldn't agree with you more yeah. uh, so is there any sponsors or you want to give a shout out to your, your coaches yeah, I want to give a shout out to my sponsor the Sport they have the best coffee in the speed in the business <laughs> right yeah great you know for recovering it's, uh, just give them a shout they are very good and uh, I want to give a shout out uh, to my training partner, all my guys at Roger Great Academy in London, um, 
Warren Mike Hodgson, Watson, uh, Analysis Gym, my man Gregor, JK One Strider, give him a follow, the great striking coach, uh, my boy Celeste Leone, my friend, the gladiator, Reddy Scala, you guys gonna see him in action soon, Brilliant. tough boy, yep. tough boy, absolutely. he's gonna make a name for himself, absolutely, absolutely. So, make a yeah, absolutely, brother. Well, Fabricio, thank you for coming onto the podcast this evening. That's the end of the episode. I just want to thank you again. Just give a final shout out to the SK Twins podcast. Please spread the podcast everywhere you can. We're available on all platforms. Thank you, Fabricio, for being on tonight with us. Thank and you we'll so much, Ash. It was my pleasure. Brilliant. So, we'll see. We'll talk to you soon. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. And bye see bye. you guys later for episode 20. Say yeah. Bye bye.